am Katy Fernandez, Head of Asia Europe Trade at Zencargo, and I'm joined by Anne-Sophie Fribourg, our VP of Ocean. Today, we will be speaking to you about what's been happening in the Red Sea and how it will impact your shipments. But before we get started with this session, let me just run through some housekeeping rules. So we're running this webinar as a Google Meet event. Uh, and while you can see and hear us, we cannot see or hear you. You can, however, get in touch with us through the Q&A feature in the form of Slido. The link to the Q&A chat, yes, <laughs> as you can see, has just been pasted uh, on the chat. Uh, and you can submit your questions through there. We want the session to be as interactive as possible. So feel free to share your questions throughout the event by using the Q&A function in Slido. And we will have some time dedicated to those questions towards the end. Uh, finally, if you have any problems with your connection, then contact the team at marketing at zencargo.com, also there in the chat. OK, so let's get started. Um, as mentioned, I am Katya, and I work in the procurement department at Zencargo, managing the ocean products for Asia Europe. Uh, for both eastbound and westbound and managing also India subcontinent and Middle East to Europe as well as intra-Asia and intra-Europe. Uh, on these trades, I ensure that uh, we can offer the best suited products to fit the needs of our customers. And I'm obviously helped by a great team and of course, Anne-Sophie, who will introduce herself as well. Uh, hi, everybody, and uh, very happy to welcome you. Thanks, Katya. Uh, so I'm Anne-Sophie Fribourg, uh, in charge of uh, uh, ocean freight for, for Zencargo. Um, and I have a long experience in the industry, having worked for a, for a, a freight forwarder uh, uh, for, for many years before, a traditional, more traditional freight forwarder. And um, I'd like to say that uh, uh, in this industry, as we can see now, nothing is uh, certain nothing can be predictable and this is exactly what uh, what we are seeing now and we we're going to discuss uh, we're going to discuss about it so we will start with the first slide so what's happening and uh, what's going on very quickly you you've all been reading the press and we know that the red sea is facing uh, escalating attacks uh, from the houthi uh, rebels in yemen on commercial ships owned by the by the by the the shipping lines the worldwide the, the worldwide shipping lines using drones missiles and even attempts to board uh, to board ships and this is uh, lasting since a few weeks now it is a strategic area and uh, as we see on the map the bab al mandam strait is a strategic point linking europe uh, to asia and uh, and to africa and the suez canal is a is a major route with close to 20,000 vessels transiting every year and I would gathering 12% of the of the global trade so it is a strategic route. All these attacks on some of the the shipping line ships have uh, conducted the kayas to review positions first of all uh, uh, removing their ships in safe waters and then rerouting ships via the cape of good hope circumnavigating uh, the african continent in order to access uh, the south uh, the south of europe and then northern europe and which is in fact the old route before the canal uh, canal suez uh, uh, constructions so katia will give you now the details of how shipping lines have uh, organized themselves knowing that they've had uh, they've had various uh, various strategy what i'd like to add is uh, 
as I said, we are now day 26 after the crisis started. And the situation in terms of uh, safety in the whole area remains unchanged. There has been some isolated uh, uh, incidents uh, uh, during uh, uh, during the weekend, uh, the last weekend, but with no see of uh, of signs of attacks. There is a, a military coalition led by the USA with uh, with 20 nations joining it, called the Operation Prosperity Guardian supposed to be in charge of, uh, of uh, ensuring the safety in the area. For the time being, we have not seen a lot of improvement from their discussions or, or, or negotiations at, uh, um, at, uh, at high level. More notably, what we've seen is some countries like France have uh, deployed some naval ships from, the, from their army to serve their national interests, to protect uh, the, the, the French shipping line, CMACGM, which is today one of the few shipping lines going through the canals, escorted by, uh, escorted by, the, by the French army. So will Operation Prosperity Guardian will be a success? No one knows. Will it bring Caries to resume the passage in Suez? It is still uh, too early to say. Hitting the news yesterday, we heard that some shipping lines are negotiating directly uh, with the Houthi rebels, but that might be a rumor. No one knows. So Katia, I let you explain yeah. um, what is the situation per shipping line. Yeah. So. Basically, what are we seeing? We're seeing that some carriers in the past couple of weeks have continued to route certain vessels through the area, whilst others, as Amsafi said, took immediate action to reroute via the Cape of Good Hope. So following the recent attack that happened on the Maersk Hangzhou on the 2nd of January, Maersk, for example, decided to pause all transits through the Red Sea. Uh, and this was a decision they took after they had just recently started transiting through the Red Sea. So that, that tells you how much things change and how carriers keep assessing the situation. Uh, other carriers such as uh, Hapagloid, Evergreen, Yangming, uh, Hyundai, MSC, they're all rerouting their vessels through the Cape of Good Hope. MSC, we know, is the largest carrier in the world and therefore is in a better position to manage their fleet, to add uh, additional vessels if they need to cope with the um, increased uh, routings that they are having. Uh, on the other hand, CMA and Costco um, are the ones that uh, openly continue to route, not all, but some of the vessels via the Suez Canal. Uh, as Zamsafi said, they have the support of the French Navy, which they are using. And we can say that for Costco, they basically are taking advantage that the rebels have not attacked yet any Chinese-owned vessels. Uh, another piece of information that is important is that we know that carriers also decide to turn off their AIS signal, so the signal that locates them. And they do that when they're in the region just to ensure extra protection. So there might be vessels from carriers that have announced they're not transiting through the Suez that might be transiting through the Suez. And there might be more vessels from CMA, for example, transiting through the area that we uh, cannot see and cannot locate because they're turned off, basically. So that that's um, a point to consider. Uh, um, handing back to you and Sophie on how yep. would this impact? Yeah. Our, our customers and you as uh, people who ship through <laughs> through this difficult period? 
Yeah, I'd like to talk about the the diversions impact, which is uh, which is huge. In fact, in terms of many aspects, many aspects of the of the the, the shipping, the, the the first impact that uh, that we've all seen is the longer transit time that uh, we are facing by uh, using ships that are going uh, through the Cape of Good Hope. That adds an average because it depends on the on the ship size. It depends on the route. It depends on the the ports of call. But basically, it's it's adding between 10 to 20 days on Asia, on Asia, Europe and Europe Asia side. So which is, of course, much longer and which has, a, I would say, a, a second impact is a restriction of capacity overall on the trade. What we estimate is that there is a reduction of about 30 percent of the of the global capacity because shipping lines in order to to cover schedules on a round trip would need to add four vessels if they want to 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 secure uh, the same uh, schedules they, so they would need to add two four vessels to the uh, usual uh, 12 vessels uh, uh, um, on uh, on the on the route um so less capacity overall which brings to uh, another impact which is space space is becoming extremely tight there were some blank sailings already done by the by the shipping line so it is quite hard to find space since uh, I would say uh, Christmas, and that is increasing uh, uh, when if we reach uh, uh, the middle uh, and uh, the, the end uh, the end of the month. We see also uh, an impact on equipment. Um, shipping lines have difficulties to repatriate empties in Asia, and therefore and tend to also skip. Some shipping lines tend to skip the northern ports uh, of coal uh, uh, in China uh, to, uh, to, to try to, to, to keep their schedules on time. Therefore, they would skip the, the northern ports and that would uh, mean a shortage of, uh, of empties in uh, mainly uh, 20 foot and 40 feet as well in the main, main northern ports in, uh, in China. And the, other, uh, the um, other impact that we will start to see quite soon is uh, possible uh, congestion at the European ports. Why? Because calls might overlap. Uh, we, the, there is an uncertainty in the ETA of the ships. Uh, there is an uncertainty in uh, the respect of the birthing, birthing windows. And uh, we see as well that uh, uh, as an impact that the export uh, calls will also be disrupted. Uh, without forgetting the fact that uh, there is an impact on export trades uh, because uh, some carriers uh, favor repatriation of empties than full containers. So that is also restricting the, the capacity the capacity on the on the export trade. In terms of uh, of uh, rates uh, and costs, first of all, I'd like to say for carriers, there is an impact uh, in the cost by uh, using the, the 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 new route why because if we calculate roughly or what we what we know is that uh, the the uh, the passage of a of a 20000 20, TU ship in uh, suez uh, the cost is about uh, $600,000 but the cost of uh, of uh, rerouting via good hope is about 1 million dollars so there is definitely higher cost for the shipping line. But what we have seen is that shipping lines have been increasing rates in a very significant way through different surcharges. We've seen uh, first uh, peak season surcharges, then we've seen which is a usual surcharge that we sh that we see uh, in a pre-Chinese New Year period. But on top of that, there has been some emergency contin contingency surcharge, all type of surcharge 
that are now being uh, implemented as well as GRIs. Uh, that is mainly affecting the, the the customers affecting you and the second impact is that they've also there's a snowball impact shipping lines have uh, have also increasing rates on uh, other trades than on uh, than on the trades concerned by the red sea issue so it looks like the the year 2024 was supposed to be uh, if we if we go back to early december though there was a surge in demand the year was supposed to be quite steady and we see now that we are facing uh, extremely high costs that we have to deal with, as well as in the, the, the other impact I'd like to mention is that we might foresee some, uh, some elevated costs in terms of uh, detention and demurrage if there are congestions uh, in the ports. And shipping lines will surely, they started to do it partly, reduce the free time because they want their, their equipment. They want to, 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 to have the availability of equipment as, uh, as quick as they can. So in terms of rates, Katya will give you a, a, a more detailed picture per main trade. Yes. So in terms of rates, I mean, we, what we've seen, um, the increases are obviously quite substantial, as I'm Safi said. And the increases obviously are linked to rates that um, uh, basically can get you space as well. Um, so some some rate increases um, sound like quite severe, but that that is what you expect to pay if um, if you want to load your cargo during January. So we compare the January uh, first week of January with the first week of December. You can see portray that there's uh, basically Far East Europe, eastbound and westbound, it's nearly you pay now three times more than you used to. And despite other trades like the Far East US, either East Coast or West Coast, uh, especially West Coast that doesn't transit through the Suez, um, it has a collateral effect. Um, when one trade is severely uh, under pressure, it affects other trades as well. And therefore, the carriers increase the rates uh, because of that. So you can see there that the ranges are between 90% to 300% uh, compared to one month ago, which is quite substantial. Uh, so I wanted to now push towards the next point, which is what should you do? Um, so what should you do and how should you work with your freight forwarder? Uh, first, you should quantify the impact. You should work closely with your partner to know exactly the scale of your disruption and you, your account managers the, that you work with in the freight forwarders should be talking to you daily. Uh, second, you should be planning for costs. You need to be aware of how this could affect any negotiations and you need to be ready to manage timelines to balance security and flexibility. It is important to understand that the to understand where the rate market is and the possible changes to, for example, free time that carriers impose, which is affecting uh, detention and demerge costs. Um, third, uh, you need to model the lead time impact. So with the equipment shortages and rerouting, space and, and loading will be even more unreliable. Uh, you need to review basically your planned buffer times and the and stocks to quantify the risks. Uh, for example, you need to assess if anything can be pushed um, post Chinese New Year when the demand might be lower, for example. Um, and finally, uh, prioritize your SKUs. You need to find affected products, calculate the potential shortfalls to determine a contingency plan for those SKUs at risk. Um, 
contingency plans here can mean anything from other modes of transport, uh, such as um, a sea air or rail, but you should be working with your freight forwarder to understand what options best suit your needs. Um, so, Anne's feedback to you. Yeah. So how can we can we help you more? And Katya has given you a, a list of, of advice, of recommendation, but uh, I would really encourage you. And we are offering a, a bespoke, a one-to-one -one rate strategy across January. We are available for that. And uh, I think we have to remain very close. We've, we are realizing through this new uh, Black Swan event that risk is always here. And that in order to ensure that the efficiency of supply, uh, of supply chain, agility and flexibility are key to be on top of the problems and to be on top of solutions. We have a team dedicated to the crisis on top of every booking every day, either in China or in Europe, talking to the shipping lines. We have strategic conversation with shipping lines, but we also have conversation, I would say, uh, for, for one single container, because we know that we need to, to satisfy uh, our customers and be very close to you as much as we can. We encourage proactive discussion on how to avoid the one-size-fits-all approach, ensuring that we both uh, monitor the risk on short-term and also factor in long-term business goals. This is very important and we need your we need your help, we need your contribution, we need collaboration. We have a premium offer with guaranteed space and equipment with our partners. We re-evaluate our allocation plans according to your needs on a daily basis. We can prioritize shipment, we can delay some shipments, but for this we also need to work hand in hand. And of course we can provide intermodal options such as sea air that we use via the Middle East or even rail from China. For the time being on rail, there are options. There is still capacity, and this is uh, this is another offer we can uh, uh, we can discuss we can discuss with you.